Are you listening? Are you listening, you sick son of a bitch? I know you planted a GPS in me. I know you can hear me. The following podcast contains spoilers for I Saw the Devil. You have been warned, you sick son of a bitch. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you, goddammit. And right now, you're gonna hear me. Welcome back to another episode of KFI News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin <laughs> Button, along with your host, Miguel Magusto. It's-a me! It's-a go Miguel Magusto. I've, no- I've decided that, while not exact, I can do an okay impression of Mario going, let's go! And it's pretty. It's pretty damn good. If that's you that's the only good impression I can do. As we all know, I am notoriously horrible at impressions, mm-hmm, except mm-hmm. for only saying "Let's go" as Mario. Just the the one singular thing. <laughs> the one singular thing. Yes. Uh, but you just came back from a little Disney cruise. Uh, I, I assume you got drunk and belligerent and fought Mickey every day. I did. I did drink a little, but I didn't get plastered. But mm. Mickey knows who the man is now, so it's <laughs> it's all good regardless. Well, in in between fisticuffs, did you happen to watch any movies? I know. Um, uh, just to interject real quick, the one time I went on a cruise, guess what movie they were playing on the cruise? Not Titanic. I'll give you that. No, no, it wasn't a Disney cruise. Uh, but, Poseidon, then. Yes, it was Poseidon. They played Poseidon, a Out movie about a cruise ship. Yes. And they played that on repeat. It was hilarious. Was it actually? Yes. I'm not even joking. That's, it was <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's, that's like, if you ever been on an airplane and, and, and you watch like a bunch you of movies. snakes on a plane, yeah. Well, no. If you, if you watch any movies on an airplane and it, that movie has a scene that like something bad happens to a plane, they will cut mm-hmm. that out. Really? So yeah, yeah. Like uh, in, I watched Godzilla on on an airplane once. The the 2014 Godzilla. Yeah. And they cut out the scene where Godzilla steps on landed planes. So they're not even in the air, <laughs> but he he steps on landed planes and causes an explosion. They cut that out. I can only imagine how the much. Civil War movie would go. But yeah, <laughs> but they showed an entire ass cruise ship Real sinking ass. movie. Yeah, entire ass too. But yeah, the the entire Poseidon movie, not censored or anything, just watching mm-hmm. a ship sink while riding a ship sinking. It didn't mm-hmm. sink, but anyway. Anyway, sorry. I just wanted to tell that story. It what have you watched story. this week, Glenn? Or past um, two weeks, rather. Before I left, we had watched the movie Men, which we do have a review out for, which is yep. pretty pretty damn good. Um on the cruise, of course, they had three theaters, one of them being like a stage play theater. And then mm-hmm. one being like a, a poolside theater. You, there was like two or two pools and like a lazy river. Um, and then there was a huge fucking screen that they would just constantly play Disney animated films for the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had one theater, which I didn't get to go visit, sadly, uh, in the boat itself. Um, every time they were showing a, vid- or a movie that I wanted to go see, it was our dinner time and like, a dinner there takes like two hours because it's like a five star meal and they have to. Yeah, and and what people don't know about cruises is that you have to you have a scheduled selected dinner time mm-hmm. and you cannot deviate from that or else you're not eating that day. Yeah, pretty much. Well, not not eating dinner. You could go to like the buffet and everything. Yeah, there's but a buffet, but th- that food's not as good as the food they serve at dinner. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, 
But I was going to watch uh, Encanto and I was going to watch Turning Red because those are the two that I haven't seen yet out of mm-hmm. all the newer stuff. And I didn't get a chance to. So sad boy Shame. hours. But every time uh, me and my cousin went back to our, our room, we watched uh, just just a random movie. So we watched like Emperor's New Groove. We watched <laughs> just Disney themed movies. We watched uh, we did watch Guardians 1 and 2 just because they're hilarious movies and just they deserve to be rewatched because yeah. uh, Thor's coming out too. So we're going to see them again soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we were like, well, let's just rewatch Infinity War and Endgame again just because you know, why not? Yeah. Uh, but after that, I came home and I, I finished Hawkeye finally. Uh, I finished Ozark finally. I started and finished Moon Knight finally, and Ooh. I'm starting Stranger Things. Uh, I started the first episode last night. I have to finish the rest of it. Uh, and then, of course, I saw The Devil. <laughs> you, I, saw, I, saw I saw The, the Devil. Devil. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, other than that, that is ah, pretty much it. How about you, my cool. good man? Uh, I had I was gonna say something. Oh, Stranger Things. I, sorry, my my computer made a noise, or it made me forget mm-hmm. for a second. Uh, like. I was a pretty big fan of Stranger Things, and then they ended season three before the cutscene during the credits perfectly. So I have like no interest in Stranger Things four, but we'll, we'll I'll probably watch it at some point. I'm just not as excited yeah. about it as I was one, two, and three. Um, I'm just gonna watch it because I know it's most likely gonna get spoiled to shit. So oh yeah, I mean just I'll getting prob- it out of the way as fast as possible. I'll watch it at some point too. But that, that's a show that Caitlin and I watch together, so I gotta wait for her. Uh, mm-hmm. But I watched 13 movies, uh, and uh, yep, because I was slacking in the first half of the month with the 1001 movies. Uh, so Despicable. I watched a, I watched a lot of those. The first one I watched uh, was In the Heat of the Night, a Sydney Poitier film uh, about a cop from Philadelphia. A black mm. cop from Philadelphia being uh, kind of apprehended in Mississippi, and it's kind of like a whole racial thing, uh, but he still tries to help the cops solve a mur- murder down there and everything. It's very intriguing, wonderfully acted by Sidney Poitier, of course, and uh, Rod Steiger. Uh, it's a great film. Cannot recommend it enough. Uh, but you can see how I really feel about it. <laughs> uh, on mm-hmm. June 28th, there are a thousand one movies you must see before you die. Uh, the cinema bucket list series I do. So that's in the heat of the night. Then I watched for the thousand one movies, uh, Journey to Italy. You can find out more on June twenty eighth. Uh, then we watched Men together. We do have a yeah. review on that. On we do love watching Men. We do. We love watching Men. Uh, find our review on YouTube. Then I watched an Actor's Revenge, which is a uh, Japanese film from nineteen sixty three, which is exactly as the title suggests, an Actor's Revenge. Uh, mm. It's about an actor who seeks revenge. And after watching this movie, I have decided that I absolutely fucking love Japanese movies from 19, <laughs> 1950 to 1969. They're yeah. all, I have not seen a bad one within that range, including the Godzilla movies that I've seen. Uh, like even, even the campy ones are still pretty good. Uh, but. An actor's revenge. Uh, really enjoyed that. That's also. I was going to pick one this week, but then I strayed away because we just did a foreign film, or we're about to do a foreign film. Yeah, so yeah. Like, oh, let me let me back off for a second. Yeah. Um. So that's going to be on my cinema bucket list series on June twenty eighth as well. Then I watched the Ballad of Lefty Brown, which has oh god, what's his name? Bill Pullman. I can't believe I forgot mm. his name. Uh, it's a it's a western film with uh, starring Bill Pullman where he plays kind of a he's not mentally challenged but he's slow and uneducated 
kind mm-hmm. of like he was like a follower of this uh, sheriff guy who gets murdered, and then it's kind of him going out for revenge. Uh, I love revenge movies. It's just one of my like the subgenres that I absolutely love. Um, and this one was probably the best western I have seen, probably since the assassination of Jesse James in two thousand seven. That's um, high regards right there. Yeah, it was a very well done movie. Uh, and I'm not saying that I've seen like all westerns within that time frame, but this is like one of the better ones in, uh, in the past 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so highly suggest people check that out. Then for the 1001 movies you must see before you die, Cinema Bucket List series, I watched E2 Mama Tambien, which is a Mexican <laughs> film directed by Alfonso Coron, who did Gravity and Roma, I believe. Yeah, oh, pretty sure Roma. But this is like one of his first films. It's got a very incredibly young Diego Luna and a very incredibly young Gael Garcia, uh, Gael Garcia Bernal. Uh, and it's essentially like a coming in a- of age film with, uh, you know, they kind of go on a, this trip with an older woman uh, and uh, sexy times happen. Um, oh. Yeah, but it's really cool because the uh, entire time they're like, they're not reminded of death, but the audiences, like the the camera focuses on like a lot of graveyards and everything. It's mm-hmm. it's really cool. It's hard to explain, but it's a very well made movie. Uh, that's also going to be on the uh, June episode for uh, Cinema Bucket List. Then I rewatched. You guessed it. Everything, everywhere, all at once. That is my <laughs> sixth time watching it. I ah, will not. Damn. I will not stop watching it until I no longer ugly cry while watching it. Six times, six ugly cries. I don't know what is happening to me. Help. Just let it happen. Send help. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> but if you haven't seen that movie, what, you're missing out. Uh, you're doing yourself a disservice by not seeing it. Uh, then for the Thousand One Movies that You Must See Before You Die, I saw The Ten Commandments, a very bloated Bible movie from the 50s, uh, which I understand why it is a uh, on the list for 1001 Movies You Must See Before You Die. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I am a child, a, the son of a pastor, and I've heard the story of Moses several times, and I tell you that that story does not need three hours and 40 minutes to be told. For fuck's sake, man. Come on. <laughs> anyway, that's the Ten Commandments. That's also going to be on the June episode for 1001 Movies You Must See Before You Die. Then I watched mm-hmm. Performance, which is a, uh, a Nicholas Roeg movie, and some another director, I forget his name, uh, with Mick Jagger is in it. It's, uh, it's a weird movie. I enjoyed it, though, but it is weird. Uh, so yeah, there's that. <laughs> then I watched L.A. Confidential uh, for the Thousand One Movies You Must See Before You Die. A really cool noir style film from 1997. Nice uh, stuff to watch that one. That's it's it's pretty good. Uh, but mm-hmm. you can you can find out more on Cinema Bucket List. It's a <laughs> on it's a like Kevin Costner, right? Uh, no, it's oh. Kevin. Unfortunately, Kevin Spacey. Uh, great actor, but uh, not a great human being from what we have been told. Uh, uh, Guy Pierce is also in it. Uh, James Cromwell and Russell Crowe, as well Which as one am I thinking Kim Bassinger. Kevin Costner. Uh, the Untouchables? Maybe. Which takes oh. place in Chicago, so I'm not sure. <laughs> but it's got a similar style in the, uh, the poster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, That's yeah. probably it. L.A. Confidential. 
check that out. Check out what I think about it on June twenty eighth when that episode comes out. <laughs> then with on Thursday, our movie day, Gwen. I went by myself. I cried. I'm so sorry. I went by myself and I saw the Bob's Burgers movie because I feel like that would be the one you would be least interested in seeing. I mean, uh, it pretty much you're right. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm not a huge fan of Bob's Burgers, but I do like Bob's Burgers. Uh, this movie is an adequate movie for Bob's Burgers, and if you're a Bob's Burgers fan, you should check it out. Uh, then I watched I Saw the Devil, which we'll get into in a minute. Uh, I rewatched it rather. I resaw the Devil, uh, and. <laughs> We'll get into that in just a minute. And then today I rewatched a movie called Get Low, which I watched in 2009 with my friend Jason Brown, uh, who you've met when we filmed Banshee. Uh, I watched it with him, and uh, I f- forgot most of it. So I wanted to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. Solid film, slow burn, very slow-moving movie, but not terrible. It's got pretty good uh, performances in it. Uh, yeah, check it out if you're into that kind of thing. It's not like a movie you have to see, though, so there's that. But, Glenn, mm. we have sad news to discuss. We do have the sad news. Yes. While you were away, while you were not watching, mm-hmm. this is all your fault, by the way. I had almost literally no internet. <laughs> Zero internet, so you couldn't keep watchful eye over him. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Ray Liotta had passed away on May 26th. Uh, while filming a f- movie, he he died in his sleep, but he was it, like in the process of making a movie yeah. uh, in the Dominican Republic. Uh, I don't believe they've released a cause of death yet. Uh, last time I saw it was there was no foul play. At least, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he, not that sixty-seven is old, but he is sixty-seven. Yeah. Uh, anything from like sleep apnea to like a sleeping heart attack or whatever it, it could yep. have been it could have been anything that's the thing that, that bugs me about when actors die especially in their sleep everyone's just like oh something bad happened there's gotta like, be something there are so many different ways you can die in your sleep like it is <laughs> one of the pit pit bosses finally got to him or... <laughs> yeah exactly uh but yeah unfortunately he passed away he's a great actor uh everyone knows him from goodfellas but he was in so much more than that mm-hmm. uh, and he is a talent that will certainly be missed a hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, so without any further ado, let's get into I Saw the Devil.
secret agent exacts revenge on a serial killer through a series of captures and releases. It is directed by Ji Woon Kim, uh, written by Park Hung Jung and Ji Woon Kim, or his it should be Kim Ji Woon since they do surnames first in Korea, uh, but you know IMDb doesn't do that. And then it's starring Lee Byung Hung, Choi Min Sik, Jung Guk Hwan, and Ho Jin Chung, and several other people. Uh, it is a movie about serial killers and a cop mm-hmm. chasing serial killers. And uh, you said it perfectly uh, when you text me about why no one talks about the taxi scene. Yeah. Uh, I saw The Devil before, so I, I re-saw The Devil he this like? time around. Uh, he was... Uh, Such a weird sentence to say. Yeah, I know. Especially... <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw The Devil before. Is I was being silly. Uh, yep. But you said it perfectly when you said, why does no one talk about the taxi scene? Mm-hmm. And I believe that this is a criminally underrated movie. It kind of came out before people were really into Korean culture. Yeah. Uh, except for me. I mean, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I have been toot into Korean... I've been into Korean films for quite some time. Uh, pretty much since the host came out, which I believe that was 2009. Oh, mm. 2006. Wow, even longer than yeah. I thought. So I've been into Korean films since 2006 when I watched the uh, the host, and then I went on a binge of Korean films after that. Um, but this is we just cr- keep blossoming from there. Yeah, this is a great intense movie. Uh, that my favorite thing about it is that it's not a mystery, so you're not like guessing what's going on the whole time. They tell you right off the bat who the killer is. Yeah, you're you're in for the ride as soon as you uh, as soon as you start watching. It's pretty crazy, for sure. But what did you think about it? Um, I mean, like I said, like it, it's just or like you technically said, it it's definitely criminally underrated. Um, just that taxi scene alone. Before I texted you there, I was definitely enjoying it. And then that taxi scene happened. I'm like, what in the fuck? Why is no one talking about that? You're that talking so like, you're talking about just to make sure. Cause I yeah. believe there's technically a couple taxi scenes. Just well, yes, to be sure. The one you're talking to be about sure. is the um, one where he gets into a taxi after being attacked by the cop. And the mm-hmm. cop lets him go, and then he kind of figures out that the two guys in the taxi are going to try to kill him, so he tries mm-hmm. to kill them first. Yes, I 100% agree that that is a crazy scene. Because that, <laughs> that scene is just ultimately badass. Nice around-the-world shot of absolute yeah. stabbery and just <laughs> yeah. gruesomeness, blood flying everywhere, and just this man's got a broken hand in a dream to not die and keep murdering. <laughs> Yeah. It's kind of crazy how many murderers there are in this. <laughs> they all yeah. just happen to fit into the small world together. They're like, hey, uh, I just killed some people. Can I take a taxi ride? Yeah, yeah get in, get in. Uh, we're also murderers, and we want to kill you. All right, well, mm, I don't know about that. I'm going to kill you. And then <laughs> travel further down the road. Oh, there's another murderer. It's it's kind of kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I love that this insinuates that there's this major underground world like of serial of dudes killers. that are just murderous yeah like well, there's a cannibal just dudes but there, there's a cannibal that just like eats nonchalantly human meat in front of people mm-hmm. uh, it's just it, it's it's a crazy movie with uh, that that taxi scene reminds me a lot of the raid uh and i believe the raid came out after yeah raid came out in 2011 and then the raid 2 came out 2014 so like that but that taxi scene the way it circles around the fight as it's happening in the taxi just screamed the raid to me. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it, this is such a 
gruesome movie unapologetically gruesome too absolutely like it never like turns away it never turns away from the horrors that he's done the the most it will do is focus on uh Choi Ming Suk who is the the main killer or Min Sik and uh it focuses on his face while he's killing but I wouldn't really consider that like looking away it's just showing you how the un, his un, the brutality and unapologeticness yeah. of his face. How doing apathetic it. he is! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Lee Byung Hun and how just stern and stoic he was, just hunting this man down the whole time. And oh just yeah. Also unapologetic for what he's doing. He's he's out for revenge and he's gonna fucking get it. His just his outfit that he chose for always hunting him down is just so iconic. It just yeah. he either had the puffer jacket or the leather jacket. But he always had the gloves, and he always had something he was going to dismantle this guy's fucking life with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but he never wore a mask. He just he wanted to know exactly who was hunting him and just made sure as soon as he saw his face that he's in for a world of hurt. And yeah, exactly. It was pretty awesome to see him just go into Terminator mode as soon as this guy did anything sinful in any way. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah. This is directed, of course, by uh, Kim Ji-woon, who uh, many people will probably know or not know, I guess, depending on uh, how familiar you are with Korean uh, films. But I have not seen a bad film from him, personally speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the first film, I, I this is the first of his films that I saw. But like and he's it is done currently the, the first of his that I've seen. Yeah, he's done The Good, The Bad, and The Weird. Uh, Tale of Two Sisters, The Foul King, which is an incredible uh, wrestling film uh, that I hope gets a Criterion Collection version at some point because it's very difficult to find at this moment. And Mm -hmm. uh, The Quiet Family, uh, which also is very difficult to find at this moment. Um, He also did an American movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, The Last Stand, uh, which I haven't seen, but I hear is pretty good for being like a dumb action movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, is that is that the one with Johnny Knoxville? Yeah, or yeah, it is. Yeah, but he did that movie? <laughs> huh? He did that movie? Yeah, yeah. That that was around the time a lot of Korean directors were trying to branch off into uh, American cinema. Uh, like that's around that's, the same uh, time that that um, Bong Joon Ho did Snowpiercer and. Yeah. Uh, um, Chan Wook Park did uh, did uh, Stoker, so like a lot of Korean directors were trying to break into American. Cinema Interesting. At the, yeah, it's a weird time. It was a weird time <laughs> yeah. from back then. Uh, but um, this movie, the, I love you. You, I know for a fact that you like this, and you love the whole concept of revenge begets revenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this it's is one of my favorite themes of all time. Yeah, this is like that to a T. Where you know, once the guy understands, once uh, um, what's the killer's name? Uh, Kyung Chul, Jang Kong Chul. Uh, once he knows that uh, Lee Byung Hung is after him, he starts like trying to fuck up his life and everything. And it's mm-hmm. it's just it's such a crazy back and forth, and it's so much more interesting than if if. Uh, if uh, Lee Byung Hung was just gonna like hunt him down and kill him, yeah. Um, uh, apparently, yeah, this is based off of something adaptation. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna look for maybe, that. Maybe, uh, maybe he made something and then just made it into this afterwards. Or maybe that like they changed the script enough where he needed to. Uh. 
be credited uh, as an adaptation. But it's a, um, yeah, I, I really am at a loss for words. Like, the cinematography is beautiful in this. The, the action sequences are so brutal, and it's just such an interesting movie. If uh, the biggest flaw that I would have with this, other than it being perfect and that's just disgusting, um, <laughs> is the the fact that the, you could tell the props were fake. You could definitely tell, like the uh, the rock that he picks up in the first attempt to yeah. just fuck the dude up was he picked it up so fast that he looked like he was Superman. Yeah, it's a big rock technically. And yeah. then the stool he was using to beat the shit out of uh, Zhang was just flimsy, like rubber. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed that a lot. It kind of took me out of it just a little bit, but not enough to be like, "Oh, <laughs> this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life." Yeah, but uh, I, I would agree. I would. I think that this. Uh, it. I would rather see the attack and kind of have to ignore the fact that the the weapons are super fake. Yeah. Than for them to cut away, uh, mm-hmm. a, as they do in most things. Yeah, because of the props they were using. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like it's like I said, that was the biggest flaw that I had, and it wasn't even that distracting. I'm like, oh, you can tell that's fake, and then I just go back to him like he's beating the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then like they they make up for it by like just blood squirts and stuff, just like absolute savagery. Yeah, of just the brutal beatdown of it all. Um, so they 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 made up for you know what what you could tell was obviously fake, but. I mean, it was a really cool movie to see. Um, just sick, sadistic. You know, they they lingered on scenes too long to make you feel uncomfortable in a good way. Yeah. Um, like uh, the he's uh, the Zhang character. You know, makes this this one nurse like strip, and you know he's 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 gonna do the R word uh, upon yeah. her, and uh, you know they they stick they stick with it the whole time, and it's well not not the whole time before he comes and starts beating his ass, but uh, mm-hmm. it's just really uncomfortable because it feels like they are going to make it happen, and then it's like, oh, thank God he's there. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> they, was... they show enough, because that's a, a thing that I feel like a lot of American movies do wrong, is that like they'll have this character who is ruthless, but mm-hmm. they won't show him doing anything super bad. Like They'll mm-hmm. hint at it, and then he kind of becomes a hero within the movie. Uh, yeah. and I'm, I'm not even talking about like anti-hero stuff, but like with with a uh, Joker and Batman movies. Joker's yeah. a bad dude in Batman movies, and like people like fucking worship him. Uh, yes, yep. he's an interesting character and everything, but they don't. They will not let you do this with this movie. They show you just how much of a piece of shit uh, uh, Jang is, and will not shy away from that. And yep. I love that they did that because otherwise you could just just his confidence could be yep. so, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, attractive. And you're just like, man, he's such a cool dude. But they show you show you that he is a horrible, horrible person. Yeah, and especially f- with the fact that he knows that he's being hunted down and he's just like, fuck it. He's 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 turned on to the fact that he's like, this is great. Let's. Let's just fuck up some more oh, yeah. shit and let's and, let's and then, keep doing this. And then at the end, like he fakes being sad just to see if he can get out. And then once he realizes that he's not, he doesn't give uh, Kim uh, Lee Byung Hung's character like the satisfaction of seeing him cry, even though mm-hmm. he kind of does once he realizes his his son and parents are outside. Yeah, uh, but he doesn't give Lee Byung Hung the satisfaction to see that, which yep. leads us to the Saul like ending. <laughs> 
yeah. uh, of of uh, of this of Jang's character, where after torturing him, Lee Byung Hung like hooks up the guillotine to the door and uh, Jang's mouth essentially, where he has to hold the rope, and if he lets go of the rope, then he's gonna die. Mm-hmm. And that is such like a fucked up way to leave someone. Hundred <laughs> percent. And when you think like any other movie would just celebrate the fact that uh, the main the ba- main bad guy gets his head cut off, and then it ends with just Lee Byung Hung just breaking down crying, realizing that it was all for nothing. Like he got nothing out of it. Nothing happened. Yes, mm-hmm. the guy's dead, but it didn't bring anyone back. No one that was killed was brought back, and it's you know your favorite theme ever it is it's just yeah. it's it just don't work that way sometimes Mm-mm-mm. it is uh definitely you definitely want revenge but it's just at the end it's most likely not going to be what ex- what you want from it all yeah uh he was a hundred percent a piece of shit and definitely probably should have died but uh you know creating this scenario where you're just torturing him but He's he's into it. Is uh, yeah. well, it's uh, it's just a silly time that just called for silly measures, shall we say? <laughs> silly times call for silly measures, as yeah. they say. As they yeah. say. Uh, I don't know how much more specifically I have. Everybody was fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all the scenes were fantastic themselves. Uh, even the, the leading up to like um, everything. It's just like it 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 held the scenes that it needed to perfectly and it turned events perfectly to where it didn't get itself boring in any way yeah and just keep going through a cycle of oh he's sorry right, he's just gonna be hunting again he's just gonna be hunting again but no it, yeah. was, it was great film yeah i agree i definitely um, don't want to put this on the shelf <laughs> oh well speaking of the shelf that brings us to the judgment for i mm. saw the devil as always, it needs to be a unanimous decision whether or not becomes a shelf boy with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden, another South Korean film. Mm-hmm. Uh, since I picked this, I get to go first. Uh, I saw the devil twice. He did. And, and each time he was like, put me on the shelf, motherfucker. And so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to put him on the shelf. It deserves it. It's it's solid movie. And, you know, like Mike said, critically uh, underrated. Uh should be seen with not eyes. critically, criminally, criminally, critically, criminally critically. fits better for the status quo of the movie itself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but critically, what the fuck are people doing not watching this? At yeah. least the taxi scene too. Holy shit! Watch the whole thing. Watch the shit, people. I mean, the taxi scene is great, but don't turn it off after the taxi scene. Don't. Mm-hmm. It's 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 still good after that. It's it's fine. It's a good movie. Keep at it. What are you doing? Uh, Anyway, I Saw the Devil becomes a little shelf boy and goes on the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. That brings us to our assignment for next week. Glenn, while Mm. you were on your cruise, did you have time to pick another movie? Oh, 100%. You think I'm prepared or not prepared in my life at all? I mean, I mean... I could tell them that you just picked it right before we recorded. No, shut up. Come on. <laughs> uh, uh, so but no, you after, totally picked this a while ago. Totally picked it a while. A long and dubious uh, search for this movie. I was, mm-hmm. I was contemplating life and limbs for it. Um, <laughs> but uh, this was actually recommended uh, a while ago, and you and I had talked about this. Um, I doubt you remember what it was now, but 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, a little share it with you a little bit. 1987, a PG film, uh, hour long, 47 minutes. The large nosed C.D. Bales is in love with the beautiful Roxanne. She falls for his personality, but another man's looks. Directed by uh, Fred Shepesey. Uh, written by Edmund Rostand and Steve Martin. It stars Steve Martin, Daryl Hannah, Ricky Rizovic, uh, da, 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 Shelley Duvall, John Capellos. It is Roxanne. Can I look at those nose cards one more time? Oh, yeah. C.D. Bales had a small problem. They said it was big, but I didn't expect it to be big. <laughs> he could handle every situation. Except the one that mattered most. I'm walk out of my house. Come on inside, I'll get some tools. I don't have any clothes on. <clears throat> Maybe you'd like some wine with your nose. Cheese. I want to look like Diana Ross. I think she's fallen in love, but she doesn't know it yet. There's someone I think I should get to know better. His name's Chris McConnell. This time I want you to do it, Dave. I want you to cut the thing off! Maybe you could encourage him a little. Look, she wants somebody who looks like me and talks like you. Don't panic. Stay calm. Stay calm. Because there is a heart here. That's good. That's okay. That wants you worse to know. There's a possible 502 on Main. So why'd you say those things? Tell her you were afraid of words. Because I was afraid of worms, Roxanne. Worms. Worms. Love may be blind. Get out. Get in. No, get out. Get in. But hopefully, Roxanne isn't. Steve Martin. Hey! Daryl Hannah. Why don't you just get that nose job? I did. Roxanne. I was, I was gonna, you kept going. I was like, did, did you ever say the title? Did- uh, I was, I was getting there. Yeah. Um, uh, so I don't fucking remember what uh, my cousin was, what the original movie he said we should watch, but he was talking about this movie, but he said a completely different movie name. And we're sitting there like, I think it had to do with Adam Sandler or something like that. Oh, yeah? He's like, yeah, he's got that big nose. I'm like, Adam Sandler with a big nose or like <laughs> something. It was just super random. Like, what in the hell is he talking about? Yeah. And and eventually we found out what it actually was, and it was this film. Uh, you have apparently never seen this movie. I have never. I have seen parts of this movie, but never the full thing. I same here. I've seen parts of it, never the full thing. Uh, this is. Uh, Based on Cyrano de Bergerac by Edmund Rostand, a book from the late 1800s, early 1900s, something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, The movie Cyrano that came out with Peter Dinklage uh, this early this year, that is based on the same thing. Uh, That is a musical, though. This is not. um, So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, The movie is about a guy with a big nose who doesn't think he deserves love. Which means Peter Dinklage is now in two things based on things where his character is supposed to have a fucked up nose, and yet he does not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones being the other one. <laughs> so, a little fun fact, you know. I, I think that's a little fun fact. It's a pretty fun fact. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited to watch this. Let me see where it is. For some reason, I clicked HBO off of Max. it. It is on HBO Max and Hulu. Ooh, for, and uh, Hulu. If you've got those subscriptions, they're, they're a part of your package. Yeah, probably, though, has ads on Hulu. So if you yeah. have HBO Max, go on that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah. Roxanne is our assignment for next week. 
thank you everyone for listening. As always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com. <laughs> on Instagram, we're Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Facebook, Keystone Film Review. YouTube, Keystone Film Review. TikTok, Keystone Film Review. <gasps> and on Letterboxd, I'm Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we find out if we deserve love. I think we do. Despite our giant gonzulas. Our troglodyte noses. Our little big face nostril things. Please love us. Please, Daryl Hannah. Goodbye. Goodbye.